0: Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESP. And if you heard that in the update, there are two top 25 teams here locally in college basketball course talking about illinois and mizzou unfortunately right on the outside looking in is slew i would expect that at some point here in the near future that will change right now Illini ranked at number 13 in the top 25 college basketball rankings mizzou at number 16 overall coming out of the and rights game in my defense this morning when i looked at it slew was tied for 25 it's cool it's all good man they, they will be there eventually we all expect yeah. that let's go now out to the brown and crouppen celebrity line talking with jeremy werner he's the publisher of over at Illini. Get hooked up with- com. You can also follow him on Twitter at Jay Werner, 24, 7. Jeremy, always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today?
1: Busy, man. Uh, Illinois always keeps me pretty busy here, but uh, two seasons going on and, had a coaching search in the middle of it, but uh, glad to join you guys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with that and rights game, and then we'll get over to the coaching side of things as well. What was your biggest takeaway from the Illini loss over in Columbia? Obviously the refs kind of became the story, unfortunately, but what was your biggest takeaway from the Illini and that loss against Mizzou?
1: Yeah, I thought the refs were a big story of that game, uh, a physical game, a uh, game where you got two opponents who really don't like each other, but um, I, I thought it was, officiating was tight on both sides. And and the free throws were the difference in the game. Missouri made their free throws and Illinois didn't. And and guys over the last three years, I think Illinois had the better basketball team, but Missouri's come out with a win. And and I think you're just seeing a Missouri team that wants it more. Xavier Pinson, who uh, didn't have an Illini offer out of Chicago Simeon. um, He's played really well the last couple of years. Javon Pickett who signed with the Illini has played really well the last couple of years. It's amazing. Mark Smith and Jeremiah Tillman haven't played very well against illinois the last couple years but those other guys have stepped up in a big way and i think they've they've out-toughed illinois and i thought missouri just looked like the more experienced team Uh, and we we saw that against baylor with illinois too but baylor's a better team than missouri Uh, but i think Missouri's a lot better than than people give them credit for Uh, illinois did have the best player in the court Uh, i would assume almost saved them Uh, but he, he kind of was a you know, his own worst enemy late in the game of, um, you know, kind of how well he played in isolation really hurt Illinois late in the game because Missouri knew, uh, I would assume he was going to have the ball late in the game. and He had two turnovers, a couple missed shots, uh, and Drew Smith played really good defense on him. So uh, I think Illinois is still really good. I think Missouri is a lot better than people thought, um, but I just think Missouri has wanted this game um, the last couple of years, a little bit more than Illinois.
0: So, Jeremy, one more on college basketball I want to ask you because I was a little surprised to see, and I know it was a loss, and it's two losses in a row for Illinois uh, to, uh, this season, but who do you feel like is going to fare better in the NCAA tournament? I know it's a long season, but when you watch Mizzou and Illinois play, uh, who's got that better chance?
1: I think Illinois, in the long run, has the better team. Uh, I think Missouri is a tough out. I think they defend better than they have in recent years. And I, getting up and down the court, I was really... Really, um, you know, impressed with Xavier Pinson and pushing the pace. I think that's really good for Missouri because they've just gotten stuck in the mud at times offensively uh, the past couple of years. So I think Missouri is going to be an NCAA tournament team. I think this is Conzo's best team, but Illinois I think has the better talent. Right? I think Kofi Coburn's better than what Missouri has on the inside. I think Adam Sumu is an All-American, um, and I think Andre Corbello, Adam Miller. Have, are, are playing like freshmen right now. I think both those guys, Adam Miller, wasn't a factor at all against Missouri. Andre Corbell has been really good the last couple of games against Duke and Missouri. I think the ceiling is with those guys. So if you're telling me who's going to compete for a, a conference title, who's going to have the chance to get to a Final Four, go deep into the tournament, I think it's much more likely Illinois. But I think Missouri is going to be a tough team all year uh, and better in the SEC than we thought. And I, I think they'll be. Uh, right in the mix in the NCAA tournament. So uh, it was nice to see two teams uh, of that level in this game again, because it's been a while since these two teams have been ranked quality teams.
0: I just wish there was fans in the stands. I wish that game was in St. Yep. Louis f- with the full capacity because man, that would have been an unbelievable environment. Uh, we're talking with Jeremy Werner, publisher over at com. You can give him a follow on Twitter at jwerner Werner247. All right, Jeremy, the big news that I would imagine is taking up the vast majority of your time right now is Illinois deciding to go their separate ways with Lovey Smith. They're now in the middle of a coaching search and I love coaching searches. College football coaching searches are incredible. They're so much fun because there's so much speculation and let's start with this what kind of a job is illinois right now because we know historically it's not the best job in the world but you see every time that it comes open people write the think pieces that are hey this is a potential sleeping giant in the big 10 so in your mind how good of a job is this
1: i do think it's a job that has more potential than it's shown right but you can only call it a sleeping giant for three decades before (laughs) you look at it and say, hey, over this this century, Illinois has been one of the least successful Power Five programs, right? I mean, just call it what it is. It's been the least successful. So either, one, this is a job that has flaws and is a very tough job, or two, you aren't hiring the right people. And it's probably a mixture of both those things, right? I think we all know Lovey Smith did not work out as bold of a hire as it was. Tim Beckman was a disaster. Ron Zook recruited well, uh, which was nice after Ron Turner, but he didn't coach well. Like They, they were underachieving most years uh, in that tenure. And Ron Turner had, had a nice run of the Sugar Bowl, but that was you know one or two years of success under him. So, guys, I would just put it this way. One coach over the last three decades has left and gotten a better job, and that was John Makovic going from Illinois to Texas, I believe, in 1991. Um, so that tells you uh, what this job has been, and a lot of people have called it a graveyard. Um, but I will say, I don't think Illinois is going to go out and probably get the number one candidate for most Big Ten programs. Um, but I do think it's a better job now than it was five years ago. And that's a credit to Josh Whitman, mostly. Um, and but also a little bit of Lovey Smith because Lovey Smith brought dignity, integrity back to the program, brought some credibility back to the program after the depths of what it sunk to with Tim Beckman uh, and the abuse scandal there, and just the embarrassment, um, PR wise, and the embarrassments on the field uh, that they took. Um, they have an eighty million dollar football facility that is a year old. Guys, before the football coaches' offices looked like they were stuck in the nineteen seventies. There was one; it was the worst uh, in, in Power Five football. So I think you have that to build off of. But on the field, uh, Illinois, you know, is one of the worst in the Big Ten. There, there's no going around that. You know, Rutgers might be a little worse. Uh, you know, there's some other programs you could throw in there. I, I think Illinois and Purdue could be the same, but Purdue's got the coach. Uh, so that's Josh Whitman's job. And I will say this, Josh Whitman convinced Lovey Smith to not take uh, two years off collect his $10 million buyout from Tampa Bay and convinced him to come and take on the mess and try and clean it up here at Illinois. He was able to convince Brad Underwood to leave a pretty good situation at Oklahoma State and come to Illinois. So I do think they have the right guy making the pitch. And I do think, guys, this is a pretty good... Cycle for them because there's no other Midwest Power Five job open this week, at least. Um, You know, Auburn's at a different level, Arizona's a completely different geographical footprint, and I do think there's some coaches here with Midwest ties that that make a lot of sense and are very very qualified
0: for the job. So Jeremy, I'm curious what went wrong with Lovey Smith there because last season everyone was talking about Illinois with their their big upset victory over Wisconsin, making a bowl game, heck getting that 2-year extension. What went wrong with Lovey Smith
1: at the helm? Guys, I think mostly it was the concerns we had going in uh, when Lovey Smith got the job. or I know he was a big name for everybody, and it was exciting when they hired the former Chicago Bears head coach, and uh, again, it gave him credibility and a shot in the arm fundraising wise. But we, we were concerned, would he adapt? Um, you know, when he got here, I believe he was 57 years old, uh, was an NFL coach, had been out of the college game for more than two decades. Would he adapt? And he just never did. He he just never did adapt to recruiting. I don't think he ever got the right staff in place. Uh, I know Garrick McGee's a former Missouri Missouri, uh, assistant coach. Uh, He was a big-time hire as an offensive coordinator, and that failed Um, after two years. Hardy Nickerson was the defensive coordinator. What a name to get as your defensive coordinator. He resigned midway through year three. Uh, And, you know, there were some good hires, including Corey Patterson, a former uh, high school coach there uh, in St. Louis, who's done really well recruiting but um you know lovey had a chance to hire a defense coordinator he did he hired his son as a linebackers coach um you know he had a chance to hire some people as a recruiting staffer that could you know really get after it in the college game he hired a former nfl scout to lead his recruiting department so i just think he never truly adapted i don't think he ever fully bought into how much work you have to do in recruiting and he personally has to do every day in recruiting i just think he failed to adapt and and didn't make the hires he needed to make
0: we're talking with jeremy werner here on 101 espn all right jeremy last thing for you and this is the important part, right who are the candidates that you think a lion i fan should be keeping an eye on right now and for you who would be the guy that you would make that first phone call to to force him to tell you no before you move on to whatever that next group is
1: yeah no i will preface this with saying i don't think he'll likely take the job because he's already passed on a big ten job that a lot of people would say is better But I think you have to make a phone call to Luke Fickle uh, at Cincinnati. He's got a top 10 program. He's got better recruiting classes in the Midwest uh, than Illinois at Cincinnati. Um, You'd have to offer him a bunch of money. But if you're Fickle, when's the next Big Ten job that's going to open, you know, is Ohio State going to open? I don't think so uh, under Ryan Day. That's his alma mater. He passed on Michigan State last year. Uh, Michigan's probably not going to open this time, and some people question whether Fickle would take the Michigan job. Um, so I think he's a Big Ten guy, and I think you got to call him. Uh, I think he'd be the perfect fit. He checks all the boxes. He's got a Big Ten background, Midwest recruiting experience, great group of five success. Um, so I don't think Illinois will land him, but I think that has to be uh, the, the number one target. Uh, but I do think there are other guys uh, who make a lot of sense. Uh, there's a lot of Mac coaches. And I know Illinois you know, uh, fans are probably spurned by the Mac after the Tim Beckman and John Gross experience. But Lance Leipold, the Buffalo, uh, won six national titles a- at the Division three level, has moved on to Buffalo and had great success. They're 23-9 and the last three seasons. And running the and hell out of the years. ball yeah, and he's an offensive guy. Um, you know, he's not flashy with recruiting and all that, but uh, you don't need that. You need a good coach. and I think he would resonate within state coaches. Sean Lewis at Kent State's kind of the um, you know up and comer that people think could be a boomer bus pick. He's thirty four years old, has turned around Kent State bright offensive mind. Uh, Jeff Monk in the Army. I-, I don't know if Illinois would want the triple option. that would be a huge debate around here. It already is. But Monken's an Illinois native. Uh, The coaches in the high school area love him in state. Um, He's a winner. I think he'd be a great CEO of the program, Um, and I think he'd run to this job. And and another coordinator I think would be really interesting is Jim Leonard, uh, Wisconsin defense coordinator. I I don't know if he actually want to leave Wisconsin, uh, but uh, he's a really bright guy. Everybody at Wisconsin thinks the world of him. As a leader, as a a recruiter, as a defensive mind, he's one of the best uh, in in the country. Uh, And then a couple of names I'll throw out there. I think Brett Beal is throwing his name out to everybody, guys. Um, (laughs) He wants the job. I I don't think that personally fits at at Illinois, but he's putting himself into uh, everybody. And one name Illinois fans are banding about because uh, they love him so much. Um, He's he's on a fast track to being uh, a very big name in this industry, but it's probably too early for him. But Nathan Chalas is a four-year starter uh, quarterback at Illinois. Uh, A lot of people think, He's going to be one of the fast risers in this business. Uh, and, boy, he's passionate. He's the antithesis of Lovey Smith when it comes to, you know, the outward face of a program, young, energetic, could kill it in recruiting. Uh, but he's 30 years old. He's an Iowa State uh, wide receivers coach. He's, he's learned uh, under one of the best coaches in the country, but he's only been in the coaching industry Uh, for the last five years, but um, he is an interesting name, and could he be the Pat Fitzgerald, maybe, but he'd have to to answer a lot of questions about who he could hire on his staff and all that, so those are names a lot of YNA fans are chewing on, but I will say this, nobody saw Lovey Smith coming, nobody saw Brad Underwood coming, and um, so Josh Whitman has done an unbelievable job of, of being incognito
0: during these searches. Nathan Sheilhouse is fascinating. He was a couple of years above me. I, I grew up in KC. I went to Blue Springs, and he played for the mm-hmm. uh, the rival in KC, which was Rockhurst, and hell of a player. Unbelievable about, at Illinois. Really uh, a bright individual as well, so that'd be a really interesting hire, certainly, but it does seem a little bit early for me. Yep. Uh, one last quick question. We got about 30 seconds here, Jeremy. Do you think there's any sort of a profile that they're looking for? Like at Mizzou last year, all I heard the entire time was young offensive mind with a head coaching history. Is there anything like that, that you believe that the Illini are looking for right now?
1: Yeah, I think basically the same thing. Uh, now Whitman, I don't think he's going to marry himself to an offensive coach, but Usually it's the response hire, right? Is you had an older coach, you had a defensive coach, you had an NFL guy, didn't work out. You're more likely to find a guy who's been a head coach, right? But young, passionate, energetic, maybe not the flash name, uh, but somebody who's going to get after it. I think you got to have a guy after Lovey Smith who Lovey, no matter what happened at Illinois, Illinois was the third line on his resume, right? Or the third line in, in his bio, um, this just didn't mean as much to him as it does for someone like Drinkwitz or, or PJ Fleck or, or Jeff Rum. Uh This is their big opportunity to make it happen. I think it's got to be that kind of guy. And, that's why I kind of listed off the names I did. I think he's going to be young, energetic, passionate, and a guy who's going to really get after
0: him. He's Jeremy Werner. You can find his work over at the He gave us some of the names. You can read more in depth about all of those on his first hot board. is where you find it. Also, follow him on Twitter, at jwerner247. Jeremy, always appreciate the time, man. All the best to you and the family, and hopefully this thing gets wrapped up before Christmas for you guys.
1: Anytime. Thanks, guys.